Hello everyone, my name is Catherine Potter and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast, You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind. For those of you who are new to the podcast, each week we explore topics that support the idea that everything and everyone is interconnected and in relationship. Today's podcast is the second part of a two-part series on astrology. In this segment, we are looking at planetary cycles, and in particular, the cycles for 2020. So for those of you who are not familiar with astrology, planetary cycles are simply indicating where the planets are in their orbit around the sun. And what astrologers do is they're looking at the impact of life on Earth when two or more celestial bodies align, thereby creating certain types of energy patterns and results. So here are a few points to consider when looking at the ripple effect of planetary cycles. Number one, depending on a person's mindset, the effects of these cycles may be perceived as events beyond a person's control that have a positive or negative impact, while other people may perceive these cycles as energy patterns that can be worked with in a creative manner. And in the world, obviously we get a combination of people who see it in two, those two different ways. So that there will be people who say it's out of my control, it just happens, and others who say, okay, this is what it is, how do we deal with it? So to give you an example of a what we would call a planetary cycle, seasons um, season and seasonal changes relate to planetary cycles. They indicate where the sun is relative to a particular location on Earth and how many daytime or nighttime hours are available to us, the temperature and so on. So the cycle is predictable and beyond our control in that at a certain time each year there is a certain season and then the results of that. So where does the creative part come in? Well, it's how we navigate each season. For example, we may have a favorite season, but what do we do during the ones that aren't our favorite? Do we complain and grit our teeth until it is over? Do we live in the past or the future, dreaming of a season that's gone by or one coming up? Or do we accept that this is the place we are now and think of ways we can work with that particular season or cycle in the most creative way possible? So the next thing we want to remember is that all those cycles repeat, they are not the same. And this is really important because often in social media, you know, there's information about there, oh, we've got a cycle repeating. It is repeating, but it's not going to be the exact same. And let me give you uh, an example that's not astrology related. Have you ever had a really satisfying meal, a get-together, whether it be a work situation or any type of situation, and try to duplicate it, it won't work. Why? For a variety of reasons. The timing is different. People are in a different emotional and mental space. And it, it's just a different season. It's a different time. So the experience can be better, worse, or similar but it can't be the same. 
bringing this back to astrological cycles and using the upcoming December 2020 Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that many people are talking about, a lot of information on social media about it. I'd like to point out that although this is a reoccurring cycle, the last time that, that it uh, that conjunction happened was in the year 2000, it won't and it can't be experienced in the same way as it did in 2000. Why? Because the slower moving planets, which are Jupiter, um, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, we're in a different place and position to each other. And one of the things we need to realize that the planets in certain positions to each other create a different type of effect. So for example, the sun relative to the earth in one season has a different effect than that relationship, that position in another season. So in 2000, Jupiter and Saturn were in Taurus, Uranus and Neptune were in Aquarius, and Pluto was in Sagittarius. In 2020, in the December 2020 alignment, um, Jupiter and Saturn will be in a different sign, and so will all the other planets be in a different sign, the ones that I mentioned. So using the example of that party, the same people are coming to the party, i.e. the same planets will be there, but their mood has changed, the relationship, position to each other is different, and again, it can be a similar party, a better party, a worse party, but not the same party. So the next thing we want to consider when looking at planetary cycles is that it is important to look at things in an interconnected way, meaning each cycle builds off the previous cycles, just as people build off previous generations or previous experiences when they were younger. So for example, the current Me Too movement built off the feminist movement from the 60s, 70s, and 80s which in turn built off the feminist movement from the late 1800s and the early 1900s. And yes, there was movement back then. So bringing this back to the upcoming Jupiter conjunct Saturn in December 2020, the experience of it will be different than the one in 2000 for two reasons. Number one, we've grown. The global perspective is in such a different place than it was in 2000. So how could we possibly repeat something in the same way? And number two, as I previously mentioned, the outer slowing moving planets are in a different location, creating a different type of energy pattern. So the last thing I want to mention um, connected to transits or planetary cycles uh, some transits are definitely more challenging to deal with. But what we need to do is stop putting them in this box of good and bad. So when we think of planets as good and bad, you know, we're not opening up the opportunity for us to work with them in a more creative way. And are some, challenge, are some transits more challenging to deal with? Absolutely. But we all know of, this, of situations where a challenging event created positive growth and an easy, or what's considered sometimes easy, situation created 
you know, negative, a negative result. So what we want to do with all the cycles is to work with them in that most creative manner possible, right? It comes to that point of where we say, okay, here's where we are now. So, you know, how productive can we be in this type of situation? How creative in our thinking can we be in this type of situation? Okay, so in astrology, transiting planets correlate to types of events and people. So for the past few years, and we always need to look when we're looking at a, any given year, we need to look at what was going on for a couple of years before. So for the past couple of years, the collective conversation has often focused on a lack, whether it be a lack of integrity, a lack of abundance, a lack of re uh, resources, so therefore we can't share, a lack of good leadership in politics, corporations, media, and all types of organizations. And so realistically, sometimes that is true. And what we need to look at is if we're experiencing a lack of something, we then need to think about how can we work with energy in a more conservative way until we can build up more abundance, right? And so I just want to talk about three planets for a moment. And the reason why is in astrology, we always are looking at, is there an emphasis of a certain type of energy? And we have Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. Um, as of December, let me just clarify, as of December 2019, Jupiter has moved into Capricorn. Saturn has been in Capricorn. Um, and Pluto is in Capricorn. So we're getting an emphasis of a certain type of energy. And we're also getting three bodies, celestial bodies, in one particular area. So, first off, Jupiter correlates in part to the principle of expansion. And as I said, in December 2019, it moved into Capricorn, and it will stay there for a year until December 2020. Saturn, which has been transiting through Capricorn for a couple of years, it moved in in December 2017, and will stay in Capricorn until also December 2020, where it'll move into Aquarius. And it does move into Aquarius briefly in, in uh, 2020, but goes back into Capricorn. And so Saturn, in part, relates to structures and boundaries that we put in place. And these boundaries are either motivated by something real and tangible or by feelings of fear and lack. And so Saturn has been in there like a great reality tester. You know, a lot of people use fear and fear of lack as a way to stay in positions of power and um, so, so, you know, they motivate by fear. So we're having to look at what is real and what is actually true lack. And then Pluto, very slow-moving Pluto, and um, has been in Capricorn since 2008. And Pluto is the planet that connects to transformation and, and disassembling. So it dissembles and destroys structures and has us look at um, where something really is, right, to get to the truth. 
So as I mentioned, in astrology we look for repetitive themes and patterns that focus attention in a particular area. And, um, and that, of course, will affect us both globally and personally. So we've all been noticing feelings of limitations, lack, feelings of things being out of our control, right? And again, we need to look at, so are these feelings real in that there really is something tangible we need to deal with? Or are those feelings being promoted by people in positions um, that by keeping everybody fear-based and in what I call a separatist mentality, meaning, you know, it together we can really create anything. If we unify, we've got some amazing minds. We can bring minds from different areas together. And what can't we create? But if people's agenda is to keep us thinking in separate ways and that we're alone, right, then we begin to feel and feed uh, on feelings of lack, that we're not unified. And so obviously there has been a lot of that going on, again, in all sorts of positions of leadership. So let me just talk for a moment about Capricorn. Each one of the signs are an archetypal energy. And for some people, that is something they're dealing with throughout their lifetime. You know, so it's, it's like they're learning to master something or potentially go as far as they can with it in a lifetime. When there is a global concentration in that type of energy, it ripples out and affects us all. So it may not be our thing that we're studying about and trying to learn to master personally, but we all deal with each one of the signs. Um, you know, in some way. So Capricorn is an archetypal energy that in part relates to responsibility, adulthood, integrity, self-discipline, and a positive or negative use of power that comes with positions of authority and leadership. So people often don't know that about Capricorn. They think about Capricorn as, oh, you know, they're, you know, they're very rule-oriented or focused-oriented or, you know, they they can seem sometimes a bit cold or hard or all those, right? And there's many, many different reasons why, but an overview. And um, the other thing that I want to say about that type of energy is it wants a game plan, it wants to work in a step-by-step -step manner. And one of the things that can be really beautiful about this sort of energy is it appreciates that we don't always have to throw the baby away with the bathwater. Meaning, how can we use what we have and maybe reuse it or recycle it or reimagine it? How can we take what's there and rather than blowing up the structure, let's reinvent the structure, keeping what is healthy and vibrant, but bringing in new energies, new materials, new people, new resources, right, to work with it in a more um, constructive way. And that's what we're really being asked to do globally, right, is to look at um, our, the structures of all types of organizations and, and how we lead, right? So whether it be the laws that are related to um, how we, we um, bring, vote in our leaders or whether we're looking at how do we 
change structures that were predominantly male focused and even in business and look at like well what's going to happen if over the next many years we create a better gender balance in any you know whether it be politics or business or because that just makes sense it maybe did not make sense when these organizations or these types of laws were implemented but it makes sense now right and so we keep some of that but re reimagine it okay so now i want to go back to so we've got this type of archetype that we're all growing up with or growing into so jupiter has now come to that position that part of the energy where saturn has sat for the last couple of years where pluto has sat since 2008 and again jupiter um really is about expansion and and uh hope right and how we can grow and typically jupiter doesn't move in a slow pace but with jupiter coming to this particular uh bringing the energy right there is the potential for slow positive forward thinking growth and so even though slow isn't a word that we usually associate with jupiter in this case it is slower why because it takes time to change the foundations and structures of our society right it takes time to change man-made laws So Jupiter really when we're talking about laws we're talking about natural laws and natural laws have a beautiful common sense to them and often man-made laws are are based on um uh natural laws but they can get perverted they can get perverted in the hands of people who um well you know will get in positions of authority and then use it for all the wrong reasons but there's a beauty to natural law And so Jupiter's here and it's saying, oh, "Okay, let's let's up our game a little bit, right? The potential is there. And doesn't mean it'll happen, but the potential is there to say, let's grow now, but we have to grow and we have to change our structures because they were based on an old way of thinking. They were based on a previous generation. They were based on several previous generations where we perceived the world in a certain way, but we're perceiving the world differently now. I mean because, you know, not having gender equality doesn't even make sense, right? It it but it did make sense at one point, but it doesn't any longer. So Jupiter's saying let's begin to really look at what we have and look at how we can grow. Okay. So before I get to um you the cycles personal cycles I want to take another moment to talk about now the December 2020 Jupiter Saturn conjunction that everybody's talking about. So as I said, it's going to be different than the one in 2000 and it will occur in Aquarius and um this year we're not meant to just all think about what's happening in December 2020 because it really depends on what we're doing between January and December 2020 right if you're thinking in a creative way as opposed to standing back and thinking what's going to happen well we're creating it right we're either choosing people who can take us in a progressive way in a realistic manner and so what we are looking at 
January through early December is to say, have a game plan. If you're saying something, have a game plan. How are you going to get there? And tell us what's real. Don't talk about something like this could or this may not. Like what's really there, right? And how can we look at being more progressive? Okay, so um, so then we let we come to December 2020 and we're starting a new cycle. So a conjunction means the beginning of a new cycle. So the beginning of a new cycle, we first have to look at the ending and how the other one over the last couple of years, we have to look at where are we with it now. And that's why I'm saying um, where, we're, where we're going to build for the next 20 years after that will be different. And where we ended up is different than we may have anticipated in 2000, right? The world changed. And so if we flip for a second to December 2020 and we're planting, we're getting this Jupiter conjunction, which is a seed planting time, and it's in Aquarius, we're really looking at, okay, so uh, let's spend the next 20 years or, yeah, so we'll say the next 20 years planting seeds for a certainly more global perspective, again, which has already happened in the last 20, but for more equality. And, and by that, where we don't have to, you know, 10 years down the road or 15 years down the road, be talking always about our gender or the color of our skin or our cultural perspective, because those things have just begun to be integrated into. So we don't have to fight for our individuality so much. We can bring our individuality into any situation, our perspective, be it gender perspective or racial perspective, our background, but that doesn't become the conversation. The conversation, what we're looking for over this next 20 years, is for the conversation and the creativity that can come out of it um, to be about, okay, I bring my perspective, you bring your perspective, you bring your perspective, let's work as a team, and in the juiciest, most creative way possible, how what can we create? So some of what we're having to create is to, um, again, change some of the structures, and we're having to think about, this is where the earth is now, this is where we are in our resources. You know, so what sorts of leadership, what sorts of corporations recognize this is where we are now and it doesn't make a difference what you created 200 years ago or 100 years ago. This is where the Earth's resources are. How can we use our resources mindfully in a current way? All right. And so, um, and then we plant seeds and we build on those seeds for 20 years after. And I'm using 20 in a like a loose way. I'm not saying that's exactly, but close, right? How can how can we build on that? And where will we be? As I said, five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years. So here's something I also want to point out. During that time, there'll be people leaving the earth plane. There'll be people coming into the earth plane. Birth and death. It's part of the natural order. There, you might be thinking, "Oh yeah, but you know, maybe I'm 10 years from now going to retire." So it's really not about things in a more conscious way, so that my thinking becomes less overwhelmed, less cluttered, and can go to clear thinking. All right. So next, Cancer, Sun, or 
rising. Mm, and so 2018 and 2019 has been somewhat difficult for um, people who have a strong cancer energy. And if I use Capricornian energy, that's your opposite sign, by the way, as a winter perspective, and cancer as a summer perspective, in the summertime there's abundance, right? It's like, come oh, on, look at the trees are blossom or half blossomed, and there's fruit and veggies, and right? So when something puts you in the opposite of that, about, okay, we've been dealing with more scarcity in a winter perspective. So a winter perspective is not bad. A winter perspective is just saying, you know, what's going on uh, during a period where there is less of something? And how can we work with our energy in a more conservative way? Still driving something, still creating something, but in a more conservative way. And so if, you know, if we say that cancer can be soft, and, 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 you know, really wants to feel connected to family and that. And Capricorn, when I say has a harder energy, I don't mean hard in a negative way, but it's like saying, okay, but here's where we are out in the world and we want a good family unit to work with and that feeling of connection and safety and security. And let's test and see how that is out in the world. You know, the last couple of years has been saying, create a balance within you, a balance of softness, but also strength. Have some strength too, right? And so through that, um, there is that potential. In 2020, I want you really to look at what happens when you create that balance of strength and softness and creating better integration within you. And in particular, look at people that you partner up with. And um, so partnering up doesn't necessarily just mean in a uh, romantic way, right? But is there, has have there been people who seem to be representing the opposite of where you are and look and see, either positive or negative, by the way, and look and see if you need to integrate something there, right? All right, Leo. So again, Leo sun or Leo uh, rising sign. Last two years, 2018 and 2019, um, first has been encouraging you to look at self-care practices, right? So what helps you? So in 2020, you want to work with this in a more inspired way, a more committed way, a way to say, um, okay, I, I want to feel strong. So self-care practices, sometimes people will um, begin to take care of themselves or, or, or in a different way out of fear. So it may have been fear or a feeling of a lack of fire and enthusiasm that had you look at this through 2018 and 2019. But in 2020, you want to look at it not because you have a fear of what might happen, 
but you want to create an abundance of feeling good within you. So you're eating a certain way, or you're taking care of your health in a certain way, you're moving your body in a certain way, you're practicing certain types of activities that make you mentally also feel good, because you want to feel good, not because you're afraid of lack of health. And so it's, it's like you might be doing and practicing these new practices, but change it from a feeling of fear and lack to a feeling of I want to feel good. I want to feel, uh, you know, my fire energy can be used in, in a, 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 a really good way. So next is Virgo. Uh, again, either sun sign or rising sign. And the past couple of years with Virgo um, have been really getting them to look at you need to have a balance and have a balance of um, be involved with some things that are creative and playful, right? That, that, and there's a purpose in that because Virgo, depending on how much of a Virgo archetype somebody has, sometimes Virgo can get all into the, I'm doing this because, you know, there's a practical application for it. So I want you to think about, bring this insight in 2020. There is a practical application of saying that when I'm creative and, and doing things that make me feel joyful, there is an outlet, that, uh, an, uh, an expression of that rather, that will come into every, a ripple effect, that will come into every area of your life life, right? And so the thing you want to be careful with with Virgo is that um, Virgo likes to be good at things. And so sometimes they do not let themselves, they won't allow themselves to try something new because in a new cycle with something, we're not good at it. We don't have a down path. We haven't mastered it. So you need to allow yourself to take some of that juicy creative energy you have and play with it in 2020 without having figured out the final outcome of it or without having to be good at it. So pay attention to those impulses that are saying, oh, you know, I need to, I need to create a little bit. I need to play a little bit. I need to bring a little bit more joy in. Now, Libra... Uh, the Libra Sun uh, or Libra Rising. Ah, that's interesting because in some ways Libra in will have had their gaze in the outer world, right? Trying to figure out how can I be balanced, right? How can I have that what I seek the most, which is harmony and balance. And yet the last couple of years, through 2018 and 2019, and now more purposefully, more mindfully, I want you to think about um, that you've been directed to look inward. The last couple of years has been encouraging Libra to go within and say, and look at um, beliefs or foundations within them that, that, or teachings that have come through generations that... Um, perceive harmony and balance as an external thing, which means you're juggling. You know, it's like, how can I get everything else in the world balanced? How can I get every person in the world balanced? How can I get them into a peaceful state and then I can feel harmonious and balanced? That's not the way it works. And so this past couple of years, you've been feeling a lack of that. And, and so then maybe have been looking inward to 
because you want to know what that lack is. What I'm saying in 2020 is just really embrace those teachings and go within and go, okay, what sorts of things when I'm involved with them make me feel filled up with feelings of creativity and balance and harmony. Sorry, not creativity, balance and harmony. So I can go out into the world and be those things as opposed to trying to get everybody else to be those things. So something to play with. How can I create an abundance of that within me and allow it to flow from me then? Whether the people in my life are having a good day or a bad day, how can I bring this to the day? So Scorpio sun or Scorpio rising, um, I want you to pay attention that the last um, 2018 and 2019 uh, have been trying to get you to think and communicate in different ways. So Scorpio typically, it's a water sign and water signs uh, are often, they need to look for their information beneath the surface. They need to find out, and in particular, Scorpios always need to look at what intense emotional state, desire, um, um, is pushing me to, to reach for this. So what sits beneath the surface is not always easy to see. And so think about the last couple of years, you know, what you've been reaching for. Maybe all of a sudden it could have been as simple as, oh, when I write down, uh, I'm keeping a journal or I'm working with writing in a creative way, but I'm noticing, oh, I've been feeling that. And then it allows mental clarity, right? It's like, okay, I get that. So if I can see that this is sitting within me and I bring it out and I'm looking at it on the paper, now I can direct my attention. I can perceive things differently. I can see what is mine, you know, and I can maybe have a more clarity on how to get what I want in a balanced way. And what I mean by that is my mind and my emotions are in the same place as opposed to my emotions driving something, but I'm thinking something different. So if you can think of in 2020, how can I work with bringing uh, any sort of thing in that can allow more clarity. So it might be some person reaching for writing. It might be somebody, per some person, you know, thinking, oh, I'm playing with a tarot card because then I can see that I've been thinking something, but lo and behold, this tarot card is bringing up a different emotional um, picture around it. So you want to find a way um, to get that mind and emotion in the right state and, and your perception of a situation or yourself in, in a, a more unified state. And then, while Scorpio, when they put their mind to something, ah, they have got such intense energy to work with. But you've been having to break up um, like a mindset that sometimes is out of sync with your, your um, emotional state. Okay, so Sagittarius, sun or rising sun. So, um, 2018-19, and in a more conscious, insightful way in 2020, you've been having to look in some ways about uh, what has your fire and your enthusiasm ended up 
creating in the material world. And so by that I mean, um, what's your money picture like? Uh, what talents do you have within you that if you spend some money on them um, may end up creating a different financial picture down the road? And um, where do your what are you what you're all ultimately sad is ultimately seeking is that expansion and the freedom that comes from you know having a flowing fire but not an over whelmed fire but so you're having to really look at your values to your self-value your self-worth and how that affects your relationship to money and things that you produce and so if there if it has felt restricted or a bit challenging in the last couple of years bring some feeling of abundance to it Right, bring some insight to it, an abundant type of thinking to it, and go, okay, so I need to wind this up, or I need to work with my money maybe in a conservative way so I can invest time into developing this within myself, or I need to let go of how I've been spending my money, or I need to keep doing it, but to look at how it can grow. So you're really having to look at your relationship to money, but not just in a um, here's my here's the amount of money I have, right? What's the amount of self-worth you have? What allows you freedom? Um, where do you need to go now with that? So Aquarius sun or rising sign, interestingly enough, for the past couple of years, you may have been feeling that you're trying to make something happen in the world, but it's not fully birthed in the world yet. And the reason for that, and I'd like you to be, or I encourage you to be more conscious of this throughout 2020, is you're in what I call, um, if we use uh, birth as an example of that, you're still more in the womb part as opposed to the actual birth part. And so you're in the world and out of the world. And what that means when we have that sort of cycle is you need to have some uh, positive, nourishing times where you're not so much involved with the external world. So those can be times of retreat. For some people that might be they're going literally on a retreat somewhere. It can be shutting off your computers and shutting off your cell phones for a couple of days and saying I need time out just to renew myself, to be, you know, in a different state. And then the more you can do that and to be more conscious with it in 2020, um, you bring some insight and abundance around it. By the time you're getting into the very end part of 2020, and when I take you through that Aquarian archetype into 2021 and 2022, that's your time to produce more in the outer world, to be more active in the outer world. But 2018, 2019, and 2020 has that combination of not yet. Keep some of your energy in the womb state. All right, and lastly, but certainly not least, we'll go to the Piscean archetype, sun or rising sign. And 2018 and 2019 has really had you um, looking at groups, group dynamics, common goals, and the power of group energy, and what your role is in that. And um, what you can bring to a group that has a common goal and 
what you can create by joining up with groups that have a common goal. And so even if there has, if 2018 and 2019, you haven't always, you know, felt that you can get that in sync, you want to be more mindful with it and more abundant with it in 2020, right? And again, so it's like what can be created with group energy and particularly through for um, Pisces can Pisces has other things going on also they've got Neptune in their sign and so there is this whole other dynamic going around the Piscean archetype um, but Pisces who have spent more time coming to know who they are and really understand the gift of um, both the illusion that we're separate but also the reality that in, in, in the physical world, there's a need for those boundaries. Uh, take your Piscean energy and, and recognize there's a need for things to be identified, groups to be identified by something, but really behind the scenes, look at how can you work within a group or align with a group. That message is really one of um, appreciate our differences, appreciate our um but understand that beneath it all you know we're trying to create unity and fairness and justice for all that you know what it's um different faces different expressions whether you call it divinity or different expressions of universal energy okay so that was a fast summary for all the signs and again i'd like to say um if you're intrigued by astrology, it's really beneficial to go to a professional astrologer to get more of the picture. This is just a little piece of the picture. So I hope you all have a really creative and um, abundant year, but abundant in the way of, uh, you know, abundant health, abundant love, abundant prosperity, abundant physical vitality, and that we hope and wish that for everybody and finding ways how we can come together and create something that's uh, better for all of us. And so no, no, think about unifying as opposed to um, we do better on our own. We do better when we're together. All right, enjoy. And my next podcast, by the way, will be talking very tangible. It'll be about um, financial and the art of business and, and uh, clarifying certain points around, um, you know, whether it, it be how to work with business in a more constructive way. Um, so we'll have a couple of podcasts with some specialists in certain fields that will give us a clearer picture as opposed to sometimes the fearful picture that's put out there. So enjoy.